Welcome back to another episode of Arthritic Bourbon Bikepackers. Jerry is advertising for the grind today, the coffee today. Not sponsored, but paid for at the grind. Thanks for joining us again. We're going to talk today a little bit about charity. Yeah. So you have this bent. <laughs> you always have. Let's call it a bent for charity rides, charity raising, fun fundraising, and things like that. You've done several rides where maybe it's not an actual event, but it might just be one of those where you, you click up however many miles, people donate per mm -hmm. mile, that kind of a thing. Yeah. You've done these in the past. You did another one this fall, this yeah, last fall? September. In September. And there's a, a local charity here called Lizzie's Walk of Faith. It revolves around a young lady who was, how old was she, nine? Nine years old, had osteosarcoma. She passed away, I don't know, how many years ago was that? Several now, four or five. Probably, Probably yeah. yeah. And they have this foundation that collects money and then they make donations to varying charities, one of them being like St. Jude's, St. where Jude. she was treated mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And so you, you kind of started this though. Like uh, there wasn't an actual ride. The bike, yeah. <laughs> the bicycling part of it, right? Right, yeah. Tell yeah. that story just a little bit so everybody kind of knows the history. Yeah, so we know the, the Wampers real well. They've had the event, and uh, I volunteered at the beginning, you know, helping people park and things like that. Um, and uh, Brenda's been involved heavily with, with uh, John and Jen. But um, at some point, I was thinking, you know, I'm not a runner. It's not, nobody wants that. <laughs> and... Uh, and I, because uh, it was like a 5K? Yeah, it's a 5K. Yeah, it's a 5K okay. every year. Um, and it's a neat event, you know. Um, <clears throat> a couple things happened. Uh, this was even really before the pandemic, I think, really, that um, I was like, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to do a, a bike ride because I had done other fundraising rides. I thought this would, this would really be kind of an easy tack on, and I talked to them about it, and they, they kind of gave me some press the first year. Miguel and I did this, had this crazy idea, um, and rode kind of through the night on the Katy Trail and the, uh, what is it, the Spur. How many miles did you guys do? Your, it was the year before last, right? We were trying to do 150. We probably had a couple miles shy of that. We did 150 and kind of started the day prior, but it was raining. The, the, the Rock Island Spur was not completed, so it was like cake batter. It was, and he had a, he had a, a little flat initially. Uh, so, I mean, we didn't have to do anything, just sort of stop and, and get his, his tubeless kind of under under control. Um, but so after that, you know, they said, this really worked out pretty well. Let's see if we can, you know, do a little bit more with it. And I think even next year we're going to try even more. Uh, I think the key is early um, publicity, yeah. getting people going. But yeah, so I had these talks and I really want to do this. I'm passionate about cycling, um, willing to, you know, kind of do some of the legwork. And uh, so this year was a little bit bigger. Yeah. So this year you changed it up. It wasn't going to be on the Katy Trail. You, well, you, you made some decisions, right? Let's, yeah. let's hear the backstory of what you kind of were thinking about and what you wound up kind of putting into Well, it's hard to do a long, long ride and then not do something bigger the following year <laughs> or something a little bit crazier. Always up in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until until at some point you uh, you fail miserably and then maybe you, you, you let off. But <clears throat> I wanted to ride across the whole state um, for this event. Okay. Um, you know, 
you know, it's not like Texas, so I figured it was doable. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea was to start on the western side, ride all the way to the eastern side. Yeah, yeah. So dip your toe into Kansas. Yeah. And then dip your toe in the Mississippi, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought about actually going to where the Missouri River crosses the border and starting, but it was logistically a little more difficult. Okay. How many miles is that? Do you remember? Well, you know, my route was kind of uh, circuitous. It was, uh, um, it was two, a little over 220. Okay. The total. Yeah. My route. Yeah. So, and that's because you were going to try to ride highways that were, you were, you were riding mostly black top or pavement, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and you were trying to find routes that were lower traffic, maybe had a nice shoulder, so on and yeah. so forth. Yeah. So how did you plan that? Well, I knew I was going to be kind of in the western part of the state. I was working out there, and I thought, I'll just take my bike, take everything, and then, um, you know, uh, after Thursday, go into Kansas City, um, and then, you know, kind of find a couple routes. It was pretty much, in my opinion, you know, if you don't want to do gravel and a bunch of, bunch of you know, go-rounds, it's 50, 60, 24, 36. Oh, those are the four major highways. For me, that I'm looking at that I think are feasible with, you know, with uh, with shoulders and things, um, and as you'll as we'll talk about, I miscalculated a little bit. <laughs> um, and twenty four is the closest to me to us right right here. Um, you know, fifty is a little farther south, and I would have had a little more trouble getting there. And I think if you look at which one of those places is within reach, conveniently where I was, and has a place to stay in a hotel and leave your car and not be too inconvenient to go back and get it. That's probably the 24 route. Okay. The 24 turns into Independence Avenue right there in Kansas City. So this started on, is it the 18th? I'm, I'm, yeah, 18th. I'm, I'm stealing your notes a yeah. little bit, but it started on September the 18th. Mm -hmm. Which is of, Saturday. Which is a Saturday on 2021. Mm -hmm. You go to Kansas City, or you're already in that area. You stayed in a hotel, parked yeah, your car? in the Crown Plaza and parked in the garage. Um, haul all my stuff up. Um, you know the routine. It's kind of fun. There's just a strange little Christmas Eve kind of joy. It's a ritual almost, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and you're, you're like, you got your bike and all your bags and all your crap, and you're in a hotel room, and you're like, this is just fun. You know, and you're messing with it, and it's not like a big bike packing trip, but I had to think about what I took, you know. Uh, and it's just fun. You're just kind of messing with the bike the day before. Tweaking things. Yeah. Checking yeah. everything over. Yeah. Sort it's of fun. like analyzing. It's like... Yeah, it's like putting together your your Christmas Eve, to your Christmas Day toy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the plan was how long was how long did you estimate this was going to take you? Well, I figured probably of pedal time. You know, I don't know, probably twenty twenty two hours of pedal time. Yeah. You know, and that's if I didn't have any real issues. Um, give me some leeway. Um, and, you know, it's kind of just a looking at average speed for, for rides, knowing that it's not entirely flat, but it's not Kentucky, you know, so right. it's not that that uh, laborious, you know, I don't yeah. think. So you did play to, plan to stay somewhere overnight. Did yeah. you have that mapped out, like worked out, or did you just kind of plan to kind of wing it, or did you have an idea? I had an idea, okay. and I did make the reservation kind of when I figured I was going to need it, you know, in which... But you were in route when you made the reservation? Pretty sure, yeah. 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 I okay. think it was that morning. I was I was just thinking about it. I was like, you know, not in the best shape, you know, and I'm like, this is just 
this is a long ride, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so I, I went ahead and, and made this reservation at that place. I, I, that's right, I called. It was a day of, I called. Okay. And I talked to the lady and I said, I'm going to arrive really late. It's a tiny little old-fashioned motel. You still check in with paper and they give you an actual key. Um, and I called her and said, I'm not arriving until about midnight. Gotcha. She said, I'll stay up for you. She was totally cool. Need that. All right. So where did you actually start from? Do you remember? Yeah, a little place that's called State Line Road. It's like this industrial park. It kind of looks like um, I was on the, on, the, on the set of a Netflix crime-like show. <laughs> <laughs> so, But you had to ride. You were staying at the Crown Yeah, Prison it was a couple miles to get there. Yeah, okay. Two and a so, half miles to get there. So you rode a couple miles to get over to like the quote-unquote starting point mm -hmm. and then kicked off. Yeah. And kind of detail the route just a little bit. So getting from there to Highway 24 wasn't too bad, you know, especially... This is in Kansas City, though. Yeah, right? it's Kansas I mean, City. This is, we're talking Kansas City traffic on State Line Road, if anybody mm -hmm. is familiar with that area. Yeah, and it's that place, you know, this time of the morning, right at before sunrise, 536. On Saturday, right? On Saturday. Um, but there's still trucking that's going on, right? And so... I saw a couple of the cyclists too, which is interesting. <clears throat> um, but you know, people are backing their trailers into these loading docks that you didn't even couldn't even tell was a real business. Um, and so I kind of snaked through some of that and got on Independence Avenue, which is really it's twenty four. Um, but it's it's in the city, so it's not you know, and it's old, so it's not there's no bike lane, and you go on these bumpy sidewalks sometimes, and sometimes on the road. Um, that's where I started having my, my, uh, technical issues. I had headphone issues, um, you know, just stuff like that. Brakes were a little squishy and I thought, kinda, hmm, let's see how this goes. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, kicking it off that way. Yeah. But you know, that was the thing, finding, getting to 24 and then knowing that I don't have to worry about it. Just stay out of the traffic. Um, and it basically took 24 all the way, went into Lexington, which is where I've been doing some, some work, and went a little more east of that to Waverly, which is where 24 runs with 65, and crosses the river to Carrollton. And then you're on just 24 again, and I headed east from there all the way to, to Moberly. And at Moberly, it's where you connect with Highway 63, which is a major north-south route through uh, Missouri now. It took that about 30 miles up to Macon. And that's where I hit 36. And Macon's where you spent the night. Yep. That's where I spent uh, okay. a so, few hours. <clears throat> so day anyway. one is from State Line Road at the border mm -hmm. to Macon, Missouri, mm -hmm. which is pretty much, how many mi do you know how many miles that was? That was 160. 160? Yeah. So yeah. day one, you rode 160 miles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an incredible day. And I felt it. <laughs> you started at... Sunrise, like what time? Pretty much, you, yeah. What it time was, was about it? six. If I looked at the time, the so roughly six o'clock in the stamped. morning. Um, I got over the state line road probably five thirty, five thirty four forty five, something like that. Yeah, and then rode basically till what time did you get to Macon? You Quarter said, till midnight. Wow, fifteen minutes, like eleven forty five p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so you had been riding. You know, that's a long day in the sun. It's a long day. And I, you know, I rested, of course. I'd stop and yeah. kind of collapse under some farmer's oak tree at one point right. where I had my moment, you know, where you always think, am I going to actually do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> so talk a little bit about what, um, 
I mean, I know we've kind of jumped into day one, but let's talk a little bit about thinking about that 160 miles. What did you, what were you packing along with you on the bike? Kind of give us a yeah. brief overview. This is where it's a little ridiculous, of course, as I, as I do, because I took the Fabio's chest because I, I thought, okay, I'm probably going to end up staying the night somewhere, at least part of the night. So I had a change of cycling clothes. Um, and, I, and I take a toiletry kit because I've got some asthma meds, blood pressure meds. So I take that stuff, you know. Um, and I even took, um, pretty sure I took the iPad. I did. I took the iPad and some chargers because technically I was still taking a call. Uh, so I was working, kind of. Not really, but, you know, made a couple work-related calls. Um, and then some you know, tools and repair stuff that you always take, um, uh, snacks. And I was carrying about, I think I had, it was about six or six and a half liters of some drinking anytime. Yeah. What was the weather like? I was blessed with a great couple of days. It was just a little bit of a chill in the morning, but it was sun. For, for September, you know, you can get some cold nastiness, but it was great. I actually ended up, uh, you know, tank top and sunscreen. Are we uh, talking, was it like... 80 or 80s? Or? It was, I think it was high 70s, low 80s. High 70s, low 80s. Perfect Pretty weather. Sure, basically. yeah. yeah it, was, it was nice. It really yeah. was. What challenges, if any, did you get that first day? I mean, you mentioned a little bit earlier, like had a couple little things like headphones. Yeah, and well, and it just, um, I found out <clears throat> the miscalculation was that Highway 24, the parts I'm familiar with have a good shoulder. But there was a section in the middle I'd never traveled. And, uh, and there, and the, and there was uh, the disappearing shoulder, um, and and there's some hills. You know, it's kind of rolling farm country, uh, so there were some hills. When it got hot, and I was tired. I mean, I had been, you know, I've been going a while. And when you're running out of of shoulder on a hill, and there's a grain truck passing you, that got me nervous because it was, I guess, uh, I think I think the farmers were bringing in their corn. Yeah, that's corn corn harvest time. And uh, I mean, it was kind of cool, really, to see. The process as I'm as I'm riding, but I don't like to get that close to the grain trucks because uh, they're moving. You know, they're, they're you know they are. They're like, yeah, hey, I got to get this work done today, right. and they had a lot of trips to make up and down Highway 24. And I I think I saw every grain truck in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a challenge. I got pretty nervous actually, um, and I that's where I was real tired. And you know, I love having the mirror. Because then I can see it coming. And I did sort of get off uh, on, a, on an uphill a couple times um, because of the, uh, the hill. You don't know what, who's coming over. So I just I gave him room, you know. And, uh, and it was just it added a little bit of fatigue. And I got to the top of this one hill. I saw this nice tree in the shade under there. And I propped up the bike. I even took a picture of it. And I, I scribbled nap here. I'll sh show you later. But um, then I just... I just sort of crumped for a minute. And that's where I was doing my thinking. I was like, man, this is crazy. I, can I really finish this? And then you think, yeah, okay, it's going to be all right. Surely it's not all like this. You know, so I had probably, I don't know, 20, 30 miles that were pretty challenging. Yeah. Um, then it, when it was dark and I got into, um, or in the proximity of Moberly, they were doing road work I didn't anticipate. And it was dark and I had to kind of take a little bit of a detour, um, which... It's a little bit unnerving because I knew I'm like, oh, it's dark. I'm, I'm, you know, it's late, <laughs> and yeah. and I was just kind of getting a little bit uh, unnerved. And that's one of the things people will say. I mean, that's a scary thing for a lot of people riding at night on a bicycle. Yeah. You're kind of on 
You're on a highway, but you're on back highways. Mm -hmm. You had some shoulder, hopefully, in those areas when it got dark. Yeah. How did you sort of light yourself for that? Did did you think that through or? Um, kind of, I made sure that, you know, I'm kind of building this sort of rig for this for a while. So, um, I minimize a lot of issues with the roll off and gauge drive, but I have the, uh, the dynamo on the front that I've been using for a while with the sine wave beacon and it's been a pretty durable setup. So, and it, it sheds a lot of light and I've got a tail light and I did put some, I call them Christmas tree lights. I had some LEDs that I, I wrapped around the triangles on each side. It looked ridiculous. Um, but it'll flash. It'll flash and change colors. And so I had that going when it got dark. It was kind of, kind of fun. Yeah. So you were doing everything you could to say, hey, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. If if, uh, if, if I got hit, it had to be a true accident or someone was asleep or it was intentional. Right. <laughs> I figure at that point, you know. Um, yeah. So you get to, you get to Macon, mm-hmm. 160 miles. You get this lady waits up for you in this little no-tell motel, let's yeah. just call it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that place, so I know yeah, kind of what it looks like. It was cool, though. Um, did you just, like, crash, or what was it like once you, I mean, after that 160-mile day, what did it, what was your body telling well, you? <laughs> I should tell you, though, first, when I was when I was the most tired was during the day, and then when I got through the detour and I went to, uh, I was about the place where I turned north uh, in Moberly. And I, uh, and, and I, it's really funny. I don't know if it was a mind game, but it was so... It was such a pick-me-up when I got to the Casey's. They were still always like 9.30. And I got a big Arizona green tea, just cold. It was awesome. And a slice of pizza. Casey's pizza and green tea. And that strip between um, Overly and Macon, I made the best time of the whole trip. Wow. The, that yeah. 30 miles. Because mm-hmm. it was flat. It was great pavement. You know, it's a divided highway with a nice, generous shoulder. It was cool. It had cooled off. I had kind of rested a little, got the got the nutrition, and I, uh, you know, I got a you know kind of a fun playlist, and I just sort of, it was crazy. Second win. So, yeah, uh, but by the time I got to Macon, I was running out of gas again. You know, I mean, it was definitely I was kind of tired, but then um, she checked me in. I, you know, I just put my stuff there, and I couldn't quite go right to sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're kind of then you're all keyed up and you're sore, and so I, I honestly, you know, I am. I like to have a bath. I just ran a hot bath, and I just kind of sat there. You know, um, and I had like a snack or something, you know, something else that I had gotten in Casey's, I guess. Um, and then I went to bed. I don't know what time it was, probably one or something. I was going to get up at like, you know, four or five or something. And um, maybe it was closer to two and I got sleep. I'm not sure. But <laughs> the alarm went off and I haven't had this this reaction to an alarm since like residency or med school or something. I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> and I and I looked and I thought, oh, there is no way it's already like five or whatever. And so I just shut it off and I didn't set another alarm and I just hit the pillow. It was weird. And uh, about maybe maybe two hours later, I woke up feeling quite a bit better. So I yeah. <laughs> then I then I went on, went to the gas station, got my stuff, my coffee and whatnot. Um, then went to Hannibal. So that point, it's thirty six. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Highway 36 oh, in Macon 36. runs east and west. Mm-hmm. You went 36 east, and that takes you to Hannibal, basically. Hannibal, yeah. Which is at the that's at the Mississippi River. Yeah, and there are some hills in Hannibal you'll discover mm-hmm. leading up to it, because then 36 kind of does this big climb and stuff. It's not terrible, 
But you know, at the end of a two-day ride, you're kind of wishing it was more yeah. flat. <laughs> is it another 60, 70 miles? What, what is yeah, it? Yeah, it was about 60. Because, um, yeah, the whole thing was 220, and that was 160. So, yeah, it was about 60. So day one was a huge day for you. Not like 60 miles is not a big day. Don't get me wrong. Right. But day two is definitely... Yeah, a little bit. How long did that take you? Do you know what time you got to Hannibal? I went a little slower. I wanted to get there by noon, but I didn't. I stopped a couple times. I was, I could feel it. I was tired. You know, I, I stopped at a couple gas stations, you know, and I would rest for a little bit, a little more than I, than I would on a typical other 50 or 60 mile ride. I, I kind of took my time. Um, and uh, then when I got into town, you know, I, I went to, uh, there's a little riverfront park. And so I went there, um, chatted with these folks that could hardly believe I'd spent the last two days on my bike. They didn't believe me at first. It was pretty funny. Um, then, uh, yeah, I was, I was just going to, my original plan, I didn't, have, <laughs> I didn't have a return plan. I was going to uh, rest, maybe even get a room, and then, um, and then go to, uh, like, Wentzville or something down 61. Um, but some friends of ours were there because their daughter's going to college. And, and he was like, you idiot, hop in the truck. I'll take you home. <laughs> so basically, I got to get a ride home. Nice. Yeah. That's great. How much, uh, how much money did you raise for that ride? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. So I think I, I, think I, I went north of $1,000 because, um, because of social media. You know, people were was generating buzz, you know. Um, and, and then I did a couple of the... Uh, FaceTime lives, which I hadn't done before, you know, and then people would just share it. And so then I would get donations from that. It was really kind of cool. Ah, so you were doing like Facebook live type thing? Just like at the beginning and the yeah. end, I did a couple, uh, maybe in the middle too. And I would post a couple things. Uh, folks from the, the clinic in Lexington met me, you know, um, and I did the, I think it's, maybe it's the Wahoo element that gives me a link that I, I forwarded people and they were, they were tracking me, and I'd get text messages throughout the day. Yeah. Um, so really what that showed me is, is with a little bit of more planning, I think you can really raise a lot more money for something like that. I just, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know how to handle the social media part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that is true that, um, you know, getting the word out there, there's a couple things that people don't always know, and that's that you can do a fundraiser on Facebook mm -hmm. even, and they'll, a hundred percent of the donations that go through that actually go to the charity. Facebook doesn't reap fees from that. And a lot yeah. of people don't know that. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that Facebook is in, one of the few good things maybe about Facebook is that, in some people's opinions, um, is that they are really, they and Amazon too, honestly, are very focused on charity stuff okay. or they are, they have a real uh, system set up for charity stuff. Yeah. And so you can do those fundraisers and they actually send all of that money goes straight to the charity. So oh, that's good. it's nice to know that, you know, a lot of places take fees for administration mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And with Facebook, you can pay with credit cards or whatever, and none of those fees are yeah. transferred or anything. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's cool. That's a great fundraiser. And like you said, I think if anybody's thinking about, and there, there are a lot of these out there. Like, mm -hmm. and you can create your own. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you don't have to join a fundraiser. You can get on Facebook and say, I'd like to do a fundraiser, and you get to choose your charity. And most of the charities have something listed out there. And if they're not, you can encourage them to because it's free of charge for them to sign up to be a charity. Yeah. 
as long yeah. as they have all the necessary charity paperwork, of course. Yeah, I, yeah there, like you said, there are a lot out there, and I, I've done a couple others. I've done an Alzheimer's ride. It was virtual during the pandemic, the early days, so everything said, you know, we're sorry we can't do it, but let's do it this way. You know, right. the uh, MS Society does one too, and uh, you almost have to, to, to pick a couple that you're really going to sink your teeth into because um, the other thing about September is it's, I think it's National Pediatric Cancer Month. So you got you have to kind of pick what you're going to be involved with. And I have done a couple, but Lizzie's Walk of Faith is what I'm going to do in the fall. It's going to be kind of my, my thing, I think. Yeah. You know? um, well, for one thing, we knew the family and yeah. the, the little girl and everything. So it's it's meaningful in that regard too. But if anybody out there is interested in doing something similar, you can create your own fundraiser. You can jump on. You can choose Lizzie's Walk of Faith as a as a charity, and you can set your own targets. Do your own distance. Maybe your distance is only sixty miles, but you can do something crazy. Generate some social media buzz about it. Do a couple of those live Facebook live kind of a yeah. thing. But when you're getting ready to start and sort of get it promoted a little bit that way, and maybe stop in the middle and do another one or whatever, and just kind of build a little more momentum for it. It really doesn't matter how much money you raise. What really matters is that you're out there and you're supporting it. And if you do raise money, then boom, you help the charity out. Yeah, and there's really, there's not uh, necessarily a cost to you. You know, you're you're doing your thing. I mean, I, you know, I would have probably, given the time, gone on a one or two day bike ride if I had the chance anyway. You know, I did have to, I'd have a couple of hotel rooms involved because of the, the way this worked out in particular, but... Um, you can just do this, you know? Um, and, uh, I, I'd say, like I said, I think, I think I'm going to approach it next year with a little bit more, um, prep beforehand to make sure you have some, some friends or contacts that are well connected that can share your, your, uh, your live posts and things. Cause it's, um, it was more effective than I thought I hadn't, um, I hadn't been able to do a lot of work beforehand on it. Yeah. You know, the fundraising aspect of it. So cool. So as you're thinking about it, anything you would have done differently as far as planning it, thinking it through, gear, what'd you learn? Well, I definitely uh I lucked out because of the weather. And so, you know, if you ask that question under different circumstances, I probably would have been able to say I forgot this or that piece of gear. Uh probably carried too much, but I did I did go through a lot of a lot of fluids. And so I certainly wasn't carrying too much there, and I did sort of change clothes, and so I had a night stay. It wasn't, um, I don't think I overpacked it really. Um, there were probably better routes to take. I probably could have found a better uh, north south route to get on 36 earlier and avoided some of that Highway 24 stuff. But, you know, I did ride, I did drive some of those places beforehand, you know, but. Um, by the time you get so close to it, you made your plans, you have to commit to it. So a right. little bit of prep work. Uh, I did call a couple of people that I knew from there and ask them, hey, what's Highway 13 like and stuff? Because sometimes there, there are shoulders on these roads, but there might be gravel. Or if they're an old road and they had shoulder and they just haven't repaired it in 30 years, you know, it just chips away. And then it's pavement gravel, pavement gravel, and it's, it's not worth it. Um, and so I didn't want to ride that. If you're trying to really be... Be steady, you know, chewing up miles, you know, and do a lot of that. Yeah. So. Cool. What else? Was there anything else in your notes? Oh, I don't know. I was just sort of re- recreating it to my, uh, my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, 
don't, don't underestimate the value of a cold drink. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Casey's Pizza. Yeah, Casey's Pizza and, pizza and, uh, and Arizona green tea. green tea. Man, that's like spinach for Popeye. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It really was. Oh, that's cool. It was fun. It was well, a fun two-day deal. We'll look forward to following along next uh, next September. I got to see the what ante. you. Yeah, to see what you come up with next. Yeah. Um, because you've gone from like 150 miles to 220 miles. Yeah. So. Yeah. Know. And and I'm not a fast cyclist. So if you really want to do a 24-hour period, there's only you know you're gonna hit the ceiling. Um, and so I got I got to figure that out. But I think I might want to just try a different route. That's. Um, that's, you know, just an easier, like Highway 50, Highway 60, and add something to it. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, and people, so, uh, yeah, maybe we, as we get closer, maybe we'll promote that a little bit so that if folks want to follow along, want to donate, they can know how to do that. So maybe we'll keep things updated as we get closer to that. And then just think about if you're thinking about a charity ride, how there are a lot of different options. You can create your own, do all kinds of things. I know everyone likes to kind of sometimes do those organized rides, but you can really do your own thing and, and, yeah. and, and you know, if you raise a hundred bucks and donate the hundred bucks, whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, yeah. anything specific. Yeah, no, that is fun. And it's, well, it's like the randoneering thing we've talked about before. It was a lot like that because I didn't have any real support, you know, um, and um, it was a part of me that really enjoyed that particular because it combines so many things I enjoy with the with the fundraising aspect. Yeah. So cool. It's, it's worth doing. It's definitely worth doing. All right. Well, thanks for following along. This podcast is on YouTube in video format. It's also on anchor.fm where it's distributed to all the major podcast players out there on Apple, Spotify, Google, all those different places. So you can follow along there. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, subscribe and follow along. We don't always do podcasts, but we're trying to do them a little bit more regularly. We're trying to do a little bit more for 2022 now. Holy cow. The years have switched over on us. So we're going to be thinking that through for the year to come and uh, try to have some more things planned. Thanks for following along, and we'll see you again soon.